The following program is presented by the HTM Podcast Network. And welcome to another episode of Tables, Abbas and Chairs here on the HGM Podcast Network. As always, I'm your host, Abbas, coming to you live from the mean streets of Blackpool, England. Uh, today's show is our monthly mailbag show. Uh, I put out a call a few weeks back. I needed you guys to send in your questions, uh, the subjects you wanted to talk about, and uh, address uh, you've tweeted to at Others Chairs. You've left your questions on the Tables, Arthurs and Chairs Facebook message board. And uh, we'll be answering the cream of the crop later on in the show. Uh, before that, I thought I'd address last week's WWE Super Showdown from Saudi Arabia. Uh, specifically, the main event. And I must confess, I didn't watch WWE Super Showdown. Uh, but I did see gifts of the main event. Um, my first question is, who booked it? <laughs> You've got a two fifty-plus-year-old part-timers uh, going round about ten minutes uh, in hundred-degree heat. Uh, I don't know whoever booked that. I don't know what they were thinking. All you needed was a three-minute squash, greatest hits, couple of spears, couple of choke slams, and a tombstone. Bing bang bosh. Instead, they had this long, lumbering match that uh, seems to expose both. Uh, Goldberg uh, coming to the ring before the match with a cut above his head, up to his usual tricks of headbutting the lockers to psych himself up. Very sensible. Uh, talk about the main botches in the match. Uh, Goldberg busted open the hard way, it seems. Going for a spear on The Undertaker. Undertaker moving out of the way. And... Uh, Goldberg ramming his head into the turnbuckle, cutting himself open. Uh, Taker giving Goldberg concussion with a, a shoot tombstone. Uh, it's in the gifts of that. Look pretty sickening. Goldberg landing, smack bang on his head. Lucky to escape, really, with a truster concussion. Could have been much more serious. Could have broke his neck. Uh, speaking of which, Goldberg nearly breaking The Undertaker's neck with... A botched jackhammer that kind of turned into a brain buster. A really bad landing on The Undertaker's uh, head. Uh, according to the Wrestling Observer, the two got into a rather heated debate backstage in gorilla, predi- uh, gorilla position. Uh, for me, this was quite predictable that it'd be a disaster. Uh, WWE in danger of sullying the legacy of two legends. Uh, all for that Saudi green, or should I say that Saudi red, Saudi blood money. Uh, people saying that they want one more match from The Undertaker. I'm not so sure about that. Uh, I can understand that they don't want his career to end this way. The the everlasting memory of having a really weak, botch-filled match uh, in Saudi Arabia isn't how people want to remember Taker. I'd rather that he didn't. 
uh, I don't want to see him get seriously hurt or even worse, seriously hurt somebody else or worse, um, as far as the WWE go. I think it's time for you to stop your uh, 50-50 bullshit booking. Um, Build some new fucking stars, man, and and stop relying on guys with a a combined age of 106 years old. Uh, It was pretty much a disaster. Uh, I think all the talent that went to Saudi Arabia were miserable. And um, I think this is the... uh, cherry on the icing of a uh, big shit cake for the WWE anyway run over Uh, when we come back it's time for this week's wanker of the week this week's wanker of the week goes to an unruly foul mouth disgusting fan on the front row of Impact Wrestling's A Night You Can't Missed, which took place at the old ECW arena last Saturday. The fan, who uh, I'll guess we'll call him Mark. Yeah, we'll call him Mark. That's got a pretty good ring to it. Um, he got into a pretty heated verbal exchange with a tyre Valkyrie at ringside. Uh, there's a clip of the incident circulating on Twitter, doing the rounds. Uh, he's there. This uh, fucking Mark. Uh, screaming obscenities in Tyre's face, uh, beer in hand. Uh, now, when I'm at a show, I be the heels. Uh, I like to give them a lot of shit. And, uh, you know, it's it's what you do. You, you do it with a nod and a wink. You don't do it with, with venom and hatred. Uh, British fans, we're known for our chanting. We like a good chant here in the UK. Uh, uh, progress, when uh, Ginny was champion. We all used to sing to her, Ginny, Ginny, you're a cunt. Um, It was the response that she wanted to elicit from the fans. Uh, Chanting stuff, you know, in in context of the show, and not going overboard and overstepping things is absolutely fine. But but this guy, he did that. He really did overstep the mark. He was screaming in her face, uh, shouting things like, Oh, you fucking bitch. You fucking skank piece of hoe. You know, directly red in the face with venom. Right up in her face. Um, I'll tell you what isn't also okay. Spitting. Um, During the heated exchange, uh, Tyre knocked the uh, Mark's beer out of his hand. Um, To which I applaud Tyre because I would have more than knocked the beer out of his hand. I would have knocked the fucking jaw out of his place on his face. And uh, as Tyre was going back uh, across the ring, she turned her back to him. Um, He spat all over her back. It was absolutely fucking disgusting. It's so disrespectful to the performers. Um, It's marks like this who who give fans a, a really bad name and a bad reputation. Um... Any fans that are attending any show, if you see anyone at a show acting like this, any so-called fan, overstepping the line and giving abuse to a performer, get them told. If you don't feel comfortable doing it yourself, just go find the nearest security or a member of ring crew and, and tell them. Get them stopped. Wrestling fans don't need 
vile pieces of shit disrespecting performers like this and for this dumb disrespectful piece of shit asshole mark you are this week's wanker of the week when we come back it's mailbag time stick around folks Hey guys, Big Joe from Turnbuckle Talk here, and you are listening to Tables, Athers, and Chairs here on the Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast Network. Welcome back, and it's time to answer your questions in the mailbag. Uh, first question coming from Professor Chabella Veracruz. Uh, from PW Hustle. Shout out to the PW Hustle lads. Uh, please explain why Grado matters over in your neck of the woods. <laughs> it's a good question. Um, basically, he's there for the kids. He's light-hearted. He's comic relief. Uh, over here in the UK, <clears throat> there's uh, a lot of wrestling on holiday camps, which uh, happen during the uh, school break. And a lot of kids go to these, and he's basically, you know, he's like, he's the he's the clown, he's the child entertainment, he's he's very good at what he does, and that's putting smiles on the faces of thousands of kids up and down the country. Is he going to have any five star matches anytime soon? No. Is he going to rock up at this year's G One? Highly doubtful. Um, I think there's a place for comedy wrestling, and I think there's a place for people like Grado. Uh, not everyone can be the best bout machine. Uh, not everyone can be best in the world, like Shane McMahon, obviously. Um, now, Grado has his place in wrestling, and his place is, you know, mid-card comedy act, uh, putting the smiles on the faces of families and kids. Um, saying that, he has been uh, appeared in progress a few times. Uh, if you go on YouTube, um, search out... Grado versus Madman Manson, and uh, that's a pretty good Grado match. I'd say that's probably the best Grado match I've ever seen him have. Uh, not much in wrestling ability, but as far as comedy goes, it's a very, very funny match. So, uh, yeah, uh, check that out and let me know what you think. Okay, uh, next question is from Tobias Sepka. I hope I pronounced your name right, mate. Uh, any upcoming international slash Europeans you'd love to see in NXT UK? Um, off the top of my head, uh, Jack Gallagher. He had that match with uh, Cassius Ono a few weeks ago. Uh, I don't think NXT uh, UK would be a bad fit for him. I think he's been wasted on 205 Live at the minute. I think... NXT UK is a much better fit with him being British, with him being uh, very uh, proficient in that British style of wrestling. Uh, as far as Europeans, um, I think NXT is lacking in big guys. Obviously, you've got Walter, Mastiff, Eddie Dennis is on the shelf at the minute. Uh, so, I'd say get a few big boys in, maybe Avalanche uh, or Yearn Simmons, uh, both... Uh, guys that apply their trade in WXW, I think they'd be good fits. Um, international. I tell you what, if Raw and SmackDown are using the wild card rule where people can just swap from show to show, 
why don't they do that in NXT UK? Why don't they have guys from the NXT main roster go to NXT UK? Guys like uh, Adam Cole, uh, Velveteen Dream, Keith Lee. Uh, I'm sure you could get really a lot of great matches if you did that. You could have the Undisputed Era versus British Strong Style. Uh, Keith Lee versus Dave Mastiff. Yeah, I'd I'd quite like to see them do the wild card. Um, do it with NXT and NXT UK. I think that would be pretty cool. Uh, next question is from Ross Andrew Briffitt. Do you think, from a business standpoint, AEW can be a serious competitor to WWE? Um, in a word, no. Not straight away, anyway. Um, AEW, they've got a lot of buzz behind them. They've had a very good start, very strong start with their first pay-per-view. Uh, they'll probably sell out their next uh, all-out, the uh, Sears Centre in Chicago. To be honest, I don't think AEW and WWE cater to the same audience. I think WWE is more uh, casual fans and family-friendly, whereas uh, AEW is more aimed at the, the die-hard smart marks, uh, like me. <laughs> um Whereas AEW might not be a direct competitor to WWE, if I was one of the likes of Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor, and uh, MLW, I'd be very worried about AEW. I think AEW, they've got the money with Tony Khan just to cherry pick the best talents from them organisations. I certainly think they'll be... Absolute head and shoulders number two. Whether they'll be number one uh, remains to be seen. I can't see it personally. I think the WWE, they've got uh, too many fingers in too many pies. Uh, too many territories that they're already covering. Um, and as I say, that they're not in direct competition. They're, they're two very different products. What I will say is, though, I think AEW will be a serious competitor to NXT. AEW is likely to air in the States on a Wednesday, which is the same day that NXT airs. And uh, NXT obviously is pre recorded, whereas AEW will be going on live. So whether AEW and NXT have a a kind of a mini war themselves remains to be seen. But uh, I see AEW doing very well within the next 12 to 18 months, uh, building their brand, building their fan base. Uh, steadily establish themselves as the the number two behind WWE, and I think they'll take it from there. But as far as being a serious competitor right off the bat, not straight away. But who knows? Uh, Andrew Brian Gibson asks, if you had to rank your current top five UK promotions, who would they be? Hmm. That's a tough question. Um, Right, I'm going to take, like, the more well-known promotions out of the equation. So I'm going to dismiss Rev Pro. I'm going to dismiss Progress. And uh, I'm going to dismiss ICW up in Scotland. Um, Attack Pro Wrestling down in the southwest. Uh, they run in Cheltenham, uh, Bristol and Cardiff. A very fun organisation. I think they were founded by Pete Dunne and Mark Andrews. Not sure who's in charge of them now. Uh, with them two gents being involved in NXT UK. Um, kind of like the Chikara of uh, 
of the UK scene. It's a uh, very daft, very fun. But uh, don't let that fool you. There's some great wrestling in there too. A lot of talented guys down in the uh, southwest of the UK, and um, as well as like having a few like unknown guys to, to you in the states. Uh, I've been at several shows where the likes of Zack Sabre Jr. and Will Ospreay have rocked up unannounced. So you never quite know who's going to turn up at Fight Club, uh, um, Attack Pro Wrestling. It's a really good organisation, really fun. And uh, yeah, definitely check out uh, Attack Pro Wrestling. Uh, Fight Club Pro, got a season ticket there. Uh, they're based in Wolverhampton. Uh, they're owned by Martin Zaki and Trent Seven. Um, all the Midlands lads uh, used to work there. Work there. Uh, your Pete Dunn's, Trent Sevens, Tyler Bates. Uh, obviously now with NXT UK, they're not around as much anymore. But uh, <clears throat> yeah, you still get people like uh, Travis Banks, Jordan Devlin working there quite often. Uh, Fight Club Pro, a little bit more serious than uh, Attack. Um, now and again, it'll have your, your crazy brawls all the way around the uh, hangar, which is basically a disused warehouse. Uh, real gritty feel, real gritty aesthetic. Uh, yeah, Fight Club Pro, they're another uh, organisation you should definitely check out. Um, Tidal. Title uh, Championship Wrestling in Leeds. They're another fine organisation. Uh, I've been going to them for quite a few years now. Um, they've been moved around from venue to venue to venue. Don't have a lot of luck, but over the past year, they seem to have settled in the Temple of Boom, which is a, a rock venue, and uh, they use the room opposite, which is actually a vegan cafe. Uh, it's very small, very intimate feel. Uh, always jam-packed, always a great atmosphere. Uh, they've got a mixture of young up-and-coming guys as well as like uh, mid-card, upper-mid-card guys that are used at RevPro in progress. Uh, the current champion there is Chuck Mambo, who uh, beat former Chikara wrestler Sugar Dunkerton, I think it was only a couple of weeks ago. Um, people like TK Cooper, Spike Trevay, uh, Candy Floss, uh, Rampage Brown, who's a very well-known heavyweight over here in the UK. Uh, El Aguero used to be a regular there until he uh, moved on to NXT UK. Uh, Joseph Connors, NXT UK, still shows up from time to time. Uh, yeah, I, I really enjoy Tidal. Uh, one of the lesser known ones because it's like tucked away up in the north of England. But uh, Tidal Championship Wrestling, always deliver, always a fun show. And definitely check them guys out. Uh, two more. <sighs> Riptide. Riptide are based on the south coast of England in Brighton. If there's any further south, they'd be in France. Um, they've been going for a couple of years, and, and they really have a great thing going down there. Um, a very unique product, especially when it comes to VOD, when you watch their shows on demand. It really is like a cinematic experience, the way it's filmed, edited, the lighting. It's all very unique. Uh, definitely check these guys out on YouTube. Uh, There's got a few free matches, including, I think, uh, Keith Lee versus Matt Riddle versus Jimmy Havoc. Uh, that's quite a fun match. That's available on their YouTube. Uh, definitely go check that out, get a feel for it. Um, again, Chuck Mambo is their uh, current champion, uh, currently feuding with uh, TK Cooper. 
and uh, Spike Trevay. Uh, all guys that are having great 2019s, uh, working their way up and trying to escape the mid-card. Pun intended, because uh, them three are, are stable and they are called escaping the mid-card. Uh, one last one. I'm going to go with Breed Pro Wrestling in Sheffield. Uh, they were set up this year. Their first show was in, I think it was either late January, early February. And uh, they're based in Sheffield, which is about 20 minutes away from where I live. Um, they're good. They've got a, a two championships at the minute. They've got their Breed Pro Championship and a, like a youth championship, which is like... Ages, I think, 16 to 21. Uh, lots of good young talent coming through there. You've got people like Joe Nelson, Henry Faust, Omari, uh, Shea Purser. Um, lots of other great characters too. Uh, Big Guns Joe. He's uh, the henchest five-foot guy you've ever seen in your life. Uh, real character. Um, TK Cooper is the uh, breed pro wrestling champion at the minute and uh, his cohorts of escaping the mid card uh, Chuck Mambo and Spike Trevay uh, trying to keep the belt with him via nefarious means, lots of fun and games there I was at a show there uh, only on Sunday where uh, TK defended against Rampage Brown and uh, yeah, the numbers game really coming into play there but yeah, uh, I'd say them five at the minute are my favourite shows to go to. Uh, you've got Breed Pro Wrestling, you've got Riptide, you've got Tidal Championship Wrestling, Fight Club Pro, and Attack Pro Wrestling. None of you guys any heard of any of these. I, I urge you to check out all five of them. They're all great promotions that deserve your support. Uh, Daniel Knowles, if Vince departs before the deal is up. DC Triple H, or whoever is officially in charge, leaving the Saudi deal early due to the ethical and moral issues. Uh, in a word, Daniel, no, I don't. Um, it's a 10-year deal. I think they're only one year into it. Uh, another nine to go. Potential, if you believe the figures, half a billion on the table. Uh, I can't see, even if Vince uh, did shuffle off his mortal coil, because there's no way he's stepping down. Uh, even if that did happen, I can't see whoever was put in charge, whether it be uh, Uncle Paul, Stephanie, the best in the world, Shane McMahon. Whoever was in charge, I could not see them doubling back on the deal uh, for two reasons. One, it's a lot of money. And two, I wouldn't go trying to back out on a deal with the Saudis because uh, literally heads could roll. Uh, question from Twitter Foul underscore original uh, Check out his YouTube He's a very talented man uh, Of all your trips around the wrestling world Which will you remember for the rest of your life? Um, I'd narrow it down to two uh, First being from this year uh, WXW 16 karat gold in Germany uh, That was a fantastic uh, weekend of wrestling Three great days, lots of amazing talent from all over the world. Uh, Lucha Brothers, Schadenfreude, uh, Bobby Guns, Lucky Kid going on that amazing run, picking up the win. Yeah, definitely. Uh, this year's WXW 16 Karat Gold Tournament was fantastic. Uh, if I had to pick another one, 
a little bit closer to home, I would say uh, Progress Super Strong Style 16 2016. Uh, it was my first trip to uh, Progress's home venue, if you will, the uh, Electric Ballroom in Camden. Um, the tournament was ridiculously stacked. You had people like Pete Dunn, Zack Sabre Jr., Sammy Callahan, Matt Cross, Walter, uh, Mark Andrews, El Liguero, Zach Gibson, um, Chris Hero, as he was known then. And uh, the winner was Tommy End, who is now known as Alistair Black in the WWE. Uh, ridiculously stacked tournament. Absolutely fantastic two days worth of wrestling. Uh, my abiding memory is not having a voice by the end of it. I was screaming and chanting that much. Um, yeah, I'd say them two were probably the best. The best two uh, wrestling events I've ever attended up to now. Uh, another one from Toby, Tobias Sepka. Uh, when are you coming back to Germany? I don't know, mate. I'd love it to be soon, but I can't envisage it being soon. Um, I very much doubt that I'll be going to next year's 16 Carat, unfortunately. Uh, did have a look online, and most of the hotels are already gone. Uh, only ones that are left are very much out of my price range. Um, I'm not saying no to next year's Tag League. This one's out of the question, so possibly next October. I'm looking at Tag League next October. Uh, another one off of the Twitter. Uh, Brainbuster Radio. Check them out. Lots of good content there. Uh, better independent scene from your vantage point. The US or the UK. Oh, you want me to start a war here, don't you? Um... Uh, obviously, I'm biased, and I'm going to say the UK, but it's purely based on a biased fact. I go to UK wrestling uh, more or less every weekend. Uh, I think I did like 75 shows last year. I think I did like 68 the year before that. And as of this year, I'm slowing down, quote marks, and it looks like I'm going to do 60 this year. Um, yeah, the British scene at the minute is... It's in a transitional stage due to the NXT UK gimmick. Uh, lots of guys going away from the scene. So you've got guys that were in the lower mid card who are now filling them top spots. Uh, it's kind of bottling out at the minute, seeing who goes where. I still think that the British scene's really good. I really enjoy going to the wrestling. Uh, I'm really enjoying going to like the smaller shows now, seeing the up-and-comer guys. Uh, places like Breed. Uh, places like Tidal, where you get to see the future stars. Um, as for America, I imagine America's in pretty much a similar situation to we are now. How how do you defy an indie in America? Is ROH an indie? I mean, they've got television, haven't they? Same with MLW. Are they an indie? They've got a television deal with being sports. Um, ROH... MLW is Impact Wrestling in indie, or do you just count places like PWG, uh, Game Changer Wrestling, who I absolutely adore, by the way. Uh, best thing I ever did was get the Fight TV app. I absolutely love Game Changer Wrestling. It's probably my favourite um, US promotion. Uh, the Joey Janela Spring Break stuff's great. I think Nick Gage is an absolutely compelling character. Uh, Tony Deppin is an absolute shit. Uh, 
Um, yeah, it's not like to say there isn't good stuff in America. Of course there is. But AEW are going to play a major part. Because like I said earlier, I think it was answering um, Ross's question. AEW now are going to be able to cherry pick them, them top indie guys. Very much like WWE are with uh, NXT UK and the UK guys. So it's going to be quite um, a different scene both over here and over there going forward. Um, like I say, I'm biased, I'm going to say the UK, but that isn't to say that America doesn't have some great, great organisations and some top-notch ta- talent to boot. Uh, Jamie Reeve, do you think it would be a mistake for Martina to sign with NXT UK? I wish her every success, which she thoroughly deserves, and don't subscribe to the betraying the independent stuff she's had thrown at her. But the session moth isn't exactly a PG gimmick. Would she have to tone down slash change the gimmick altogether? Uh, right, lots to unpack with that one, Jamie. Um, yes, if she did indeed sign for WWE and it's the UK, uh, she would have to tone it down or completely change a gimmick. Uh, it's not the Attitude Era anymore. I don't think she can come down to the ring with a, a load of cans of beer. Uh, I don't think grinding sexually on the referee or her opponents is is very PG. Um, As for your earlier comments about uh, betraying their independent stuff, um, for those of you who don't know, David Starr, he's got a new T-shirt that says Indie, then underneath it, Pen, then underneath that, Dent. And Martina was shown wearing one of them a few uh, weeks ago. And... um, a couple of days ago, it emerged that she had a tryout for NXT UK at the UK Performance Centre. Picture of her uh, in front of the NXT uh, background gimmick. And loads of people started throwing shade at her. Oh, I thought you were independent. At the end of the day, if you're a wrestler, um, or if you're in any job for that matter, your aim is to get to the highest point you can in your uh, profession. Martina gets a chance in the WWE. More power to her. Good luck to her. Um, people that are throwing shade just need to wind the neck in. It's nothing to do with them, to be honest. Uh, okay, the uh, next question is from Tom Pratt. Out of the recent tryouts for NXT UK, who, if signed, will have the most success? And I think this is referring to the um, latest tryouts that they had uh, for the women. Uh, at the performance centre over the weekend it's hard to say mate because um, I don't know who was there I know there was a picture I can't remember all of the names at hand I think most of them have had some part in NXT UK before I know people like Candy Floss, Millie McKenzie they've had um, enhancement matches on there uh, I don't know mate at the end of the day I think it depends completely on what part they have to play um, what part they want them to fill. Like, if you've got... You want a very serious top contender who's a very, you know, hard-hitting, striking, you're not going to put Martina in there. Um, if you want somebody who's great at comedy, who's, you know, that style of wrestling, you're not going to put somebody who's a great technical wrestler in there because they've not got that comic timing. I think it all depends on the roles that they're looking to fill. Uh, in 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 short, I don't know, Tom. I'm really sorry for just babbling on for a minute there. Um, I've no idea. I'm sure whoever they do sign 
uh, will have a lot of success. Uh, the one person I'm really disappointed with at the minute that they've not put enough behind is a uh, Killer Kelly, who just seems to be there in an enhancement role. Uh, I think she's very, very talented and uh, should be booked a lot better than she has been doing at the minute in NXT UK. Uh, next question from Michael Jargo, who I believe is a big, big fan of mine. Uh, what are the chances of Zack Sabre Jr. dropping the Rev Pro heavyweight title to Yoshihashi or El Fantasmo dropping the Cruiserweight title to Tamaguchi leading up to Royal Quest? And how would that affect Rev Pro for the summer? Um, I don't think that Evil will drop any belts, especially... Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. will not be losing to Yoshihashi. Absolutely not a snowball's chance in hell. I'd be very surprised if ELP uh, drops his title to Tamaguchi as well. Um, the thing is, before Royal Quest, there's actual event. Uh, Rev Pro hosting their Summer Sizzler the day before on the uh, 30th of August at the York Hall in Bethnal Green. Um the thing with Rev Pro is, and I'm sure that any massive fan of Rev Pro will hold their hands up and admit, is um, Andy Quilden, the owner, is an absolute mark for Japanese wrestling. He uh, loves New Japan Pro Wrestling. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but at the same time, I think it hurts his own product. Um, I stopped going regularly to Rev Pro because whenever a New Japan talent faced a homegrown star, the New Japan talent always won, and it became very predictable and very boring. Uh, this has changed recently, uh, obviously. Uh, I know El Vantasma was Canadian, but he was based in Britain. Uh, you had him winning the uh, British Cruiserweight title from David Starr, another guy that's based in Britain, even though he's American. Uh, Zack Sabre Jr. winning the heavyweight title. Um, I believe it was uh, taken off Tomohiro Ishii. Uh, yeah, I think that Quilden does have a massive raging stonking card on for New Japan Wrestling. But that being said, I don't see any title changes leading up to Royal Quest. Whether they do any on the Summer Sizzler show the day before remains to be seen. But I don't see Rev Pro as a place that hot potatoes their titles. To be fair to Rev Pro, when they do have a title change, it tends to mean something. They don't just usually lose it the next night. So, leading up to Royal Quest, I don't think there will be any title changes. Afterwards, who knows? Maybe actually on Royal Quest, I think, would be more of a chance of any titles uh, changing hands. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, I think that just about does it. Yeah, that was the last question. Uh, cheers for everybody that sent one in. Um, we'll be doing this again this time next month in four weeks' time. Uh, to everybody that sent in a question, thank you. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, if you want to get involved in the show, um, at Others Chairs on Twitter, uh, Facebook group is uh, Tables, Others and Chairs Message Board. Search for that on Facebook and you'll find us. Uh, if you want to subscribe to the YouTube channel, Tables, Others and Chairs on YouTube, uh, thank you very much for all listening. Uh, I hope you all have an awesome weekend, and I will see you again this time next week. Ta-ra!
96 As I got a garbage brain That's driving me insane And I don't like a ride So push that bastard aside And baby, I won't care Cause baby, I don't scare Cause I'm a reborn maggot Using dream warfare <gasps> Ah, tonight. 